Welcome everybody to the 10th Inning Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Danny, and we have Jordan. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? We're cracking up because we messed up the intro the first time. And we have a special guest today, our best friend, Warren. How you doing? And he's and not a guest. He's family. He's family. Yeah, yeah right. we, had, we had to address that right before we started the, yeah, the recording. Yeah, Vin Diesel approved. <laughs> um, so, today's topic, or this month's topic... We wanted to talk about because it's been very popular, at least with at least with myself, the oh, past three months. Hundred percent in our group. It's I mean I think it's the most discussed games in general. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say RPGs. We are all just playing so many, get losing track, not finishing. Yeah, definitely. Me especially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we wanted to do this month? Uh, well, one, we're getting back to the gaming roots of the channel, and uh, two, um. We're doing top five RPGs. So each of us will drop our five RPGs. We'll do five, all three, then four, all three. We'll do that. Um, thank you guys for listening to last month's episode, which was the Spider-Man spoiler cast. You guys seem to really like that one. And it uh, unlocks some ambassador ads, our um, donations, and all that. So thank you guys so much. And everybody listening all around the world. Like we every, I feel like every time we put an episode up, a different country starts to listen. So that's really awesome and great and heartwarming yeah it's a lot of work and i mean you guys are killing it i i've listened a few times and honestly it's just it's nice because it's refreshing to hear just honest takes no you know no real advertisement no real anything like that just enjoying each other you know Mm -hmm. thank you thank you for that and um so i wanted to start off with my top well i'm gonna say my number five but i'll i'll go first and this is pretty much i'm going of all time top five favorite rpgs so I'll just drop my number five, and this is like pretty much childhood, and obviously each one's going to go up. Also, before I start, uh, Warren came up with a cool rule, is um, we're only going to drop, like, you know, there's RPGs, obviously, that have so many games in their franchise. Final Fantasy, uh, Fire Emblem, there's just, when you're a company that knows how to make a good RPG, it's hard to not choose, like, all mm-hmm. of one f- series. So yeah, it's definitely, we're going to limit it to one per franchise, Um and Danny and I are gonna date how old we are now because <laughs> you know we've been gaming since birth at this point, pretty um, much. And I didn't get my first gaming console until I was fourteen, so their history is gonna be a little deeper than mine. Oh, but this is this is great because we have three different perspectives, three different time periods. Yeah. So you know this is this is gonna be good. Um. So, anyways, my first, my number five greatest RPG of all time, at least again our opinion, uh, Super Mario RPG. Yeah. No, um, honestly, it was really up there for possibly my number five. Mm -hmm. Um, it really introduced Nintendo to an entirely new world. I mean, obviously back then you did have Final Fantasy on Super Nintendo, but that was it. You didn't have a lot of growth, a lot of character. I mean, obviously Earthbound later on Mm -hmm. and, uh, Chrono Trigger, one of another. Uh, I I love Chrono Trigger too. Um, Um, for me, it was just, uh, obviously the precursor to, to Paper Mario, which everybody started to love. Um... But Super Mario Brothers RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, like that, like introduced you to awesome characters like Gino, all the others. Like it, Smash it was just, approved. Yeah, <laughs> it was such it was such a great game, great story, great different take on the Mario franchise altogether. And it sucks that one they still haven't ported it to Switch Online yet. Yeah, which hopefully they do in the near future. Um, and two, either a remake or a sequel would be such a welcome, like. I, it, it's a little hard, I, and I think we, me and Jordan have talked about this in the past, when you have something with such, you know, 
tinted glasses you love it so much that you want them to make it again but you also yes. worry that mm-hmm. they're gonna lose the the spark what yeah. made it so special um crossing my fingers that they don't mess up mario strikers <laughs> right oh but yeah no it's a, honestly it's such an amazing game if you are an old collector if you are somebody who grew up playing it it holds up well to this day mm-hmm. which is hard to say for a lot of rpgs because you kind of backtrack and you have that oh this was better than i thought or this is not as good as i remember it yeah and yeah it's amazing definitely all right jordan all right so my number five <clears throat> i will have to go with final fantasy 7 remake uh simply <sighs> out of the fact that <clears throat> when i was when i first moved out here uh my dad gave me a movie to watch that movie was advent children mm-hmm. now my dad he Great played movie. uh the original final fantasy 7 uh I never got to play the original, but I remember always looking up on YouTube, especially after watching Advent Children, um, always wishing that I had the opportunity to play Final Fantasy VII. Uh, And then, lo and behold, like 10 years later, they officially released the remake, and I loved every minute of it. I know it's not the full Final Fantasy VII experience Mm -hmm. yet, but it's still, it's it's the world that they get you lost in, um, and just the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The imagination Mm -hmm. of bringing the old style of Final Fantasy VII to a new, newer Yeah, modernizing it. Um, it's, no, a hundred percent agree. It's such a great take, and what makes it kind of special is knowing it's a remake. Like, you, mm-hmm. you get those little subtle hints with Sephiroth. Um, I'm not going to drop any spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it, um, but I agree with Jordan. Amazing game. Uh, they, they hint that there's there's more to this than just a remake mm-hmm. while still keeping what made Final Fantasy VII so special. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think one thing that I loved about the remake was the, the transitions from gameplay to cutscene. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it's, the cutscenes are very few in the game but when they're there you don't even realize that you're watching a cutscene because the transition into it is just especially after that ps5 upgrade yes oh my god well i haven't even gotten to do the ps5 upgrade yet or play integrate yeah so it's it's definitely worth it it's it's a few extra hours of great game gameplay and content Mm -hmm. but uh i agree with jordan it's it is a great remake it's a continuation and honestly it's something that fans of final fantasy kind of get to reminisce in a little bit of ways where they're like this is why i loved final fantasy because a yeah. lot of people that was one of their first games into the series one thing and it's it's true one thing that i would say about it is having played the original and having loved it and knowing that it's probably the most popular one in the entire franchise oh, without a doubt. by the end of them doing the parts of the remake i feel like the remake once it's finished will literally be one of the best RPGs of all time. Like, probably go down as the best RPG of all time. Yeah, it's it's probably in most people's top five. I mean, yeah. I'm the, not... the only thing I could see people arguing with that is people don't... It, it's the combat system. Mm. Like, I think the game itself, yes, but I think people prefer the older... I mean... The, the, origi- the original... Yeah. Uh, people who played the original Final Fantasy VII, they preferred the original mm. combat style. That's the only thing I could see people disagreeing with. Yeah. But... 
I do agree with you saying it's going to go down as one of the best. I also RPGs. feel like the modern day RPG is moving away from turn based and going into more action based. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. It's the modern day RPG. Um, a lot of games keep what they see as a spirited RPG. You're leveling up. You're getting progressively better. You're getting more important team members. You're finding what you find is your groove. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think Final Fantasy does really well is they still incorporate the the turn-based style, as in, like, you're controlling multiple things, but you still have to, you know, if you're using magic, you have to, you know, take your time. You have to protect them with, like, your Tifas. Your, yes. Um, so mm-hmm. they still kept some of those nice, subtle elements, but it's enough to keep it action-paced because uh, gaming as a whole has just evolved. You, you don't mm-hmm. really want to sit there and look at your screen and be like, oh, when's my turn? Or, mm-hmm. Um, but no, Jordan, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's one of, if not the most beautiful game ever made, yeah. one of the greatest stories ever made, and they're taking their time, which we need. We need yes. it fully fledged out, like a you know, like the Lord of the Rings. It's it's a journey. You mm-hmm. enjoy it, even if it is just walking to a mountain. Yep. You know, if it takes them a couple of years to put out part two, like you oh, said, yeah. take your time. Like, take your time. Don't listen to, uh, uh, people wanting. Wanting the game out so quickly, yeah, you know, because that's how you get. A I bad mean, they announced it product when the PS3 was a thing. Yeah, like that's how far back they did it, and we waited that whole time yeah. and look at look at what the end result was. And, and you also have to figure in like Square Enix is a company that has their hands so deep into so many projects, whether it's you know giving us games on Switch with mm-hmm. like you know Octopath and all those side Final Fantasies. They they're very much involved so it's like take your time but still like you're still giving up quality content no matter yeah. which direction you're in definitely yeah all right warren you're number five all right so there's so many rpgs that could have made this list like i was saying at the beginning with danny and we, we were kind of jumping all over the place earthbound and chrono trigger and all that and i want to to really bring something that maybe it wasn't the greatest experience gameplay wise Maybe it's not the greatest story ever told, but if you know me, you know my friends, you know all the people that I love, I hang out with, one game that started it all for me was Pokemon Red. Uh, it's a game, it's not, you know, what you consider your standard RPG, it's not really the the stereotypical level up, I mean, yeah, obviously get Pokemon, make them strong, but mm-hmm. when I think of playing as a kid and getting my Game Boy and, you know, finding out I can trade with my friends with a link cable, finding out... You know, when Pokemon evolved, and, you know, obviously nowadays it's kind of a joke that the games still haven't changed in yeah. X amount of years. I mean, until this year. Yeah, but it's it's still, like, we're, you know, this is our favorites. It doesn't have to be yeah. the best. It doesn't have to be the coolest. But Pokemon Red, for me, was the game that made me and my brother get closer. Um, I mean, Jordan, I, you and Danny both can probably talk about, like, being in school and talking about all the, the rumors. Oh, if you go under the SSN, Mew is there. All the time. Or, like, the whole missing no thing. Yeah. Like, oh, go up and down, like, this route, like, the side coast or whatever and unlock that freaking glitch Pokemon. In yeah. The game. And yeah. then you catch it and it crashes your game. Yep. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's... There's, like, you know, I can... My next four will probably be much more serious and, mm. like, just developed amazing games. But when I really think of what RPGs are supposed to bring to the table, it's supposed to be, like, community. It's supposed to be talking and discussing. And, you know, one of the coolest things, I can literally talk to both of you. And, 
you know, RPGs are supposed to be characters, and, like, you remember you love Tifa. You it's, love it. It's, RPGs is, is pretty much idealizing yourself yep. in the world of the video game. And, oh, yeah. And one thing that, I mean, I think the original Pokemon generation brought is, to this day, I still, Alakazam is one of my favorite Pokemon and you're gonna, you know, Danny for you. It's Haunter. And Jordan for you. Uh, it's, it's Gengar or uh, Charizard. But Charizard, yeah. but to this day, like you can say that to anybody who played Pokemon, and they'll have a different favorite for the most part. Mm-hmm. For the most a part, a different yeah. favorite, and it's just, I think that's what RPGs kind of lack nowadays. Is like mm-hmm. you can love a game or love the experience, but when you can have a community and just enjoy a battle with a friend and it's pick up and go, it's yeah. nice, easy. And you know, it's meant for kids. It's meant to be kind of your starter into the world. It's more like, I feel like it's for everybody. It is. Especially now. Like you see like older adults, like enjoy it. Like crazy people still play Pokemon go. Yeah. Even after the whole Pokemon go pandemic back <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yep. Um, but also I love how you mentioned, like, you know, it hasn't really changed, but this year it did finally yeah. with Arceus. And now, they're incorporating what they did with RCS and Open World with the next uh, uh, Gen 9, is it now? Yep, Gen 9. And, um, you know, with Scarlet and Violet, and that already looks really good. Before we jump to the next thing, I want to ask you both a question, because this is something that uh, Nikki and I found out that we talked about the other day. Yeah. Can you guys name how many Pokemon, not name the Pokemon, but do you know the number to how many there are now? Before the next Gen, when Gen 9, whenever you're listening. Isn't there like 800 something? Just make a number. 864. Okay. Jordan? Um, let's go with 750. 898. Oh, shit. I was close. <laughs> you were close. It, 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 it's, I don't know half of them anymore, I feel like. I don't know half of them. Well, you know me. I skipped a bunch of gens. Yeah. yeah I, After... I, I, I primarily did uh, Gen 1 and then gen... whatever gen was Emerald. And... Oh, 3. Yep, yeah. yep. For me, like, it, it went up to gold. I, I played red, blue, yellow, gold. Then Silver. And silver. Thank you. Then um, <laughs> after that, I fell off hard. I didn't come back to it till X and Y. Yeah. No, I, I mean, oh, like... Yeah. I, I played, I played uh, X. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's one thing, is, like, it is. It's one of those games that you can fall in love with. You can pick it up whenever. Yeah. And, and I think that's the beauty of it, but... That's number five for me, and that's why I would have to put it up there, just for the community aspect. Definitely. All right. So my number four, um, for me, like, you know, we had a Super Nintendo one. Yep. And then my number four, I'm going to do a PlayStation one. And this is my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time, Final Fantasy Nine. Okay. And... It was just, for me, the reason being, it's a fantasy dream come true. It's literally medieval times, but, like, mages, freaking, like, it, it was just great. The protagonist was awesome, freaking Z- Zidane or Zidane, however you want to pronounce, pronounce it. it. Like, it was just, it was just such a great game. They introduced VV in the game. Yeah. Which, you know, he then later comes out in other games like Chocobo Racing, fucking Kingdom Hearts. Like, he's he was the greatest, like, black mage type of character. You had, the, you know, not the introduction of the white mage, but the idolization of the white mage in that They game finally too. got their true image of yeah. what a white mage is in mm-hmm. the games. Yeah, and it, it's just, you know, three, four discs, again, of just pure, like, Final Fantasy awesomeness. It's just such a, it was just such a great game. 
And um, I spent, just like Final Fantasy VII, the original, when I played it, um, I spent so many hours in that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just... Pff, like, and the scenery in that game. Like, that's one thing that the original Final Fantasy games had, especially the PlayStation ones, where, yeah, graphically, 3D-wise, they weren't really the most appealing. I mean, when we were kids, obviously they were. But when you look at them now and try to replay them, they definitely haven't aged well. But what they did do was, while you you weren't in battle, you know, you had the chibi versions of themselves walking through an amazing backdrop. And the floating cities, the friggin' awesome, like, skylines and sceneries from Final Fantasy IX, that's still in my, like, head. Like, I can imagine it and see, like, the blimps or, like, the wind towers and, and you just walking around. That game was amazing. The story of that game was great. I, I just loved every second of it. The, the Final Fantasy IX will always be one of my top five favorite RPGs. For me, Nine was really fun. I, I definitely don't remember it as well as you do. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't hold that place for me character wise. I, I agree. It mm-hmm. brought a lot of great to the series. One thing that's fun though that you did mention is the little chibi walking around the city. That's something that to this day a lot of like more modern, like you can talk about like Octopath mm-hmm. or any of those more chibi 3D models, that's still a Square Enix mm-hmm. staple all these years later because it's it's so simple, but it still can just show off the beauty of your backdrop. And it mm-hmm. doesn't take away from, you know, gameplay elements. It just shows off what a beautiful world because at the end of the day, you're, you're imagining yourself there and mm-hmm. you can see the water, you can see the yep. blimps, all that. And Jordan, your number four. My number four will have to go to... A game I'm currently playing right now, and that will have to be Persona 5 mm. Royal. Ah, so, Jordan, would you like to continue with that? Sorry. All right, Siri. Siri even likes that game. Yeah, she's <laughs> apologizing for interrupting. So I started Persona 5 Royal a, a, a while back. Uh, I think it's, it was like April of last year is when the last time I started playing it. And I stopped. Because another game came out that will be on my list. Um, but to make a note, both Danny and Warren have beaten Persona 5 Royal. Mm. And this game, I'm sure, is on their list. Yep. So the only reason why this list isn't this one isn't higher is because I'm only 30 hours into the game. So yeah. um, as of right now, with, with Persona 5 Royal, uh, I love the the realism of real world problems that they put into the game mm-hmm. um the feeling of companionship um and you guys will be able to go more in depth with, yeah. with it when yeah. you guys talk I have about a, it. I definitely have a lot more to say about it and I will definitely not spoil anything but, for you uh, Jordan I love the characters yes I love the music oh my god and uh in the situations the game puts you in. That, that's all I'll say. Because yeah. they'll be able to dive deep, oh, more yes. deeply into And it. I promise not to spoil anything. Yeah, so the main thing is, I, I, Danny and I will probably just look at each other, handshake, and just give you when our, our placement of that game is. We'll, we'll jump into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that honestly made me immediately think of you, because, I mean, luckily we, we all kind of experienced it at different times, but we always had it in our playlist, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yes. Um... Honestly, 
I think me and another one of our friends, Yanni, he played it, um, and me and him played around the same time, but it was immediately the anime-esque striking nature. I mean, as you guys talked about your yeah. favorite animes. You're literally playing an, an, an anime. anime. Yeah. yeah. And there I is an it. anime out for it. And and I think that, honestly, is like, it's that striking nature because when you distinguish what anime, like, why you love anime, yes. like, you can love anime for its deep, dark storytelling. You can love anime for its bright, bubbly it's, nature. It's goofy characters. Yeah, it's... and and it's really just one of those if you are a fan of anime and you've never played an RPG, it is just, it's so cool just to watch the world open up. And, yep. it, and it feels like a natural progression of, a you know, an arc. And yes. it's it's definitely, we'll get more into it. Again, that'll be higher on my list because mm-hmm. beating it, obviously, we, Danny and I will try not to say shit. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Because uh, it's definitely one of those games that when you do find out ending or major events, it will change for you. You will start looking for it. Um, so, yeah. We'll continue that at a uh, later that, moment. That will be, be... So that will be it for my number four. Like <laughs> I said, it's... The fact that you get to play an anime. Yeah. And uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, I will definitely be doing a second playthrough with the, the Japanese voices. Yep. Because uh, I noticed... When, when I first started playing it last year, I, I put it on, on Japanese... There was like little side comments being made in Japanese, and I couldn't read the dialogue fast <laughs> yeah. enough. And I was just like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Yeah. You just said, "Yep." And I was just like, "All right, uh, I'm gonna go back on in English, but uh, I'm definitely gonna give it another playthrough on Japanese." Yeah. And um. Yeah. No, I, once you hear Jordan storm off mad because Danny spoils something, you know, then you'll know. You know, continuing the anime talk for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love the English voice cast in that game. Yeah, I, I, I can honestly say, I mean, Jordan watches most of his stuff in Japanese and he likes to read it. I, this is one of the few times that I can honestly say I played it in Japanese, I played it in English. I don't know if I can choose one I like more. Mm. I think certain characters are better in English. I think certain characters are better in Japanese. Yeah. But again, it's just you're enjoying the story. So, I yeah, I agree with you, dude. All right. Warren, you're number four. All right. So, I want to drop a Final Fantasy. Okay. And I wanted to say eight, but eight seeing the fact that one side says seven and one side <laughs> says nine, I know where you're going. going. I'm going to take eight out of the equation. It's not. No. Oh. It's not going to be a baseline Final Fantasy. Oh, I know exactly oh. where you're My going. My favorite RPG for Final Fantasy, another childhood classic, will be Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. I love Tactics, but I think Tactics Advanced had a little bit more of that optimism again a lot of the the games are very dark uh kind of foreshadow on like depression and like Mm. loss and it was kind of refreshing for final fantasy to go okay we're gonna make a very vibrant and fun rpg while still keeping the the core elements of what makes the tactics game so good Mm -hmm. um i love grid-based rpgs i think they're a dying breed because i mean for what we get maybe a fire emblem here and there and for japan for japan japan we get disgaea yeah, but like, and good. really, there's no games that really get that grid-based element anymore. Um, I feel like maybe I'm not looking hard enough on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, it was a very fun game. Uh, you got introduced very early to Mont Blanc, who becomes one of the the Moogles you will hear of legend <laughs> in any game. Uh, you get to meet Ritz, who is a very cool fencer esque uh, Viera mix. Okay. Sherry, which who is a Vera. Um, like there's just there's so many cool and memorable characters. It's a game that my brother to this day, I mean, he's 
he's home and he'll literally pull out his Game Boy Advance, his DS, whatever he's playing, and he'll play those games mm-hmm. and he'll play that one in particular. Um, and again, different look on it. It's the replayability. There's always more you can do with your team. You mm-hmm. can always level someone differently. You can always change. There's like 15 classes per race um, because there's humans, Moogles, new mouse all all these things but yeah i just think it's a very fun um a lot of my games are gonna be i don't want to say dark but you'll notice they're like dark elements with a lot of comedy to mask it and i feel like this is the only game that's just truly bright and happy and it kind of doesn't tackle as much of the the real world issues as much as just being a kid and trying to grow up in a world of like you Mm -hmm. know i don't belong in this and yeah it, it, it hits home for me which a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, and, and, yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing again with RPGs is yeah. a lot of these people make stories that people can relate to. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about RPGs. It's just not a singular story. I mean, the main character, yes, but it it's just about taking this character, building your friendships, going on an adventure or mission or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And it, it RPGs are very much your choice your choice yeah. and your life you know it's very relatable and then with my last two picks you, you'll see the theme where i'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it, it goes directly with what you're saying jordan it's it's like it puts you in real real world issues or it puts like that those metaphors in front of you that yes. you connect with yes and like you're like you know what this this speaks to me and you get to like literally play your feelings out oh that's yeah what I, that's what i love about rpgs yeah um my number three, a lot of people don't really consider this an RPG, but it was re at least the style was remade to to be an RPG, and it was twenty eighteen's God of War. Yeah, I mean there. Yeah, there's... Uh, I was I was debating on putting that on my list, but yeah. I, I couldn't decide whether or not if ah. if uh, if it was more considered action mm-hmm. i mean it, re- it it really is considered but it does have the strong rpg elements yeah. so with the a, open world aspect of it exactly but noting what you just said isn't that what final fantasy 7 just did yeah no mm-hmm. they, exactly that's yeah. why i said i was having a hard time deciding yeah. on if I could so put it like on my list. for like for like me you know obviously the first five uh, um all hack and slashes oh yes. square 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 triangle yeah yeah pretty much and like um and then the occasional tri- yeah which are the great they're great like the you know i'm not saying anything bad about them they're amazing games but 2018 Zeus. when they reimagined how you know <laughs> how you they wanted that game to be cory barlog is like a genius and how he imagined how he wanted the gameplay of that game to be where you're building up Kratos, like, you know, his fighting style, like, you can play the way you friggin' want, to be honest. Like, you can be, you can throw your act to people, you get up close and personal, you can just have Atreus be your support and you deliver final blows. Yeah. Um, that game's amazing. The story about a freaking or a fucking scarred, emotionally, physically fucked up Kratos, um, especially when you know the backstory between, like, Greece and how he ends up in Scandinavia because yeah. they came out with that small little prequel comic series, and even though they don't really tell you much, it tells you just enough I, with what he's still going through. Um, I I just love the fact to emphasize you went from freaking you just said no fucking it's, yeah it's yeah, fucking yeah no, amazing. no I'm, I'm gonna say freaking it's fucking amazing. No, God, God of War is definitely fucking amazing. Oh yeah, and and like you said, this is my favorite part about RPGs is. At what po- what what point does it stop 
being an RPG because yeah. like it's such yeah. a it's such a massive genre. I mean, like there's just so many different forms. Whether it's an MMO, it's a mm-hmm. hack and yes. slash. Now there's the shooter RPG, which we will be diving into. Yes. Um. There's just it's so great because when you think of an RPG, to have a good RPG, it's character development that you care about. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with the main character or a cast of characters, it's leveling up and playing it in yeah. your style. And honestly, for me, the biggest thing is choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Choices have yes. to matter. And it, it, and that's where you get that sense of involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so many games will do it well. I think Jordan's next one especially will be bringing yeah. that up. <laughs> uh, that one's my number one. Oh, that's number uh, one. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I, I like it. One. I like it. Um, but just, you know, again, going back to the whole RPG thing, it's about Kratos trying to bury his past and trying to be a husband, trying to be a father which he was before the very beginning. He was cursed and, and, you know, before the first God of War game, you know, but again, him like asking Ares to destroy his enemies, then fucking being bound to Ares, becoming the God of War, Ares putting him in this bloodlust rage where he killed his family and that just scarring him for life. And then him trying to get away from that after he fucking destroys the Greek pantheon, all that shit still haunts him. So he's trying... So much to bury that shit in the past, but because of the circumstances that he's put in in this game, he can't bury the past. No, it's so, more, it, it becomes more about acceptance. Yeah, so he has to accept the fact that he wasn't like he that he wasn't formally a monster. He's still a fucking monster, and now he has to be that monster to save his son, and you know to redeem his wife's wishes. And it's just. Obviously, in in the Norse, you know, pantheon, which I I am a number one Norse mythology head. Yeah. So that like speaks to me, and I cannot. I, I mean, first episode of my of this podcast was a God of War episode. Yes. So like, this calling back to your roots. Yeah, like this, I, I cannot wait. Hopefully, it comes out this year, but I cannot wait for God of War Ragnarok because it's it, just going it, to be a, right now. It's slated for October. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, so, it's an end of year title. Definitely yeah. a Christmas uh, buy for most people for yeah. kids, family, you know. Because nothing sounds like a good Christmas morning, like slaughtering your enemies. <laughs> exactly. And of course, what better RPG game than trying to be a papa? <laughs> I think, you know, you can't spell laughter without slaughter. Oh, Jesus. All the way around. I'm, I'm not dyslexic. dyslexic. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you're number three. All right. My number three will have to be Borderlands 2. All right. Just be just the sentimental value behind that game. Not not only just the game, but me and Warren here went to the midnight release yep. for Borderlands Two. Yep, I did too. But I didn't know you yet. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't know, I, I didn't know, know you guys yet. yet. We, we were strangers. Yep, different times. And I was there too. <laughs> and then uh, I remember we uh we went to the midnight uh, and we already had a crew of four ready to play. It was me, Warren, uh. Our friend Mike and our friend Nick. Now, unfortunately, our friend Nick had to work that midnight, so he came in a little later. But um, yeah, I just remember just all the just the memories of yeah of us playing together. Yeah. Oh my god! You I got you guys getting pissed because my Axton turrets were always. Ticking I still have Vietnam flashbacks. Of That's Axton. Too, like every time you think you're gonna get revived, because who you was see- mine? Yeah. Was Axton. Yeah, and but, you hated when I yeah, like. Huh. I actually finally. So when I went to the midnight, I went with my brother 
because he really liked Borderlands at the time. But then, like a lot of games he plays, sorry, Rel, he quit halfway through. And I stopped playing because Borderlands is one of those games where I, I want to play with other people. Luckily, I met you guys, yeah. and this was like Warren's like fourth playthrough, and he's like, "Danny, let's let's just replay I, I, the whole game." I think I played that. <laughs> I, I think uh, our friend Yanni, who is a diehard Borderlands fan, uh, definitely up there with me playing that game ungodly amounts well, of time, where we can quote commentary. Well, yeah, because there was that one time when back in uh, I asked you guys, uh, "What's your favorite video game moment?" You and Yanni both had the said, same had moment, the exact same. And the thing is, we weren't even in the same room. Mm. We were, uh, I asked him individually. Uh, I think we were walking to Mason's house. Yeah, we're walking to my friend's house. And then I texted Yanni. Mm -hmm. And literally, I got the text from Yanni. And you said it at the same time. Yeah. The the stairs moment in Borderlands oh. 2. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that I, I definitely don't want to do. But I just want to follow up on this. So... Borderlands 2 might be higher on my list if you're going to ask me, but just to continue talking about what we're talking about, I really just am going to put Borderlands as my number three, just because I don't want to jump off the topic and then jump right back into why I love it. Okay. Um, but I agree. No, I, I have so many good memories. I remember that night like it was uh, the other day. I remember we, uh, our friend Mike and Jordan got Taco Bell that night. We uh, sat in a room, uh, grouped up together, basically yeah. split screening. Um, and yeah, if you've ever understood, uh, the new games, they fixed it. Reviving, as long as the enemy dies and you did damage, you get up. When I mean, I played Zero, and back then, Zero, you just did some melee, you had some fun, you go down a few times, and then you just, you know, you're finally about to kill that enemy, and then a fucking accident bullet just takes it out, and you just die, and you lose <laughs> all the gold that you've been saving up. It was the slaughter, it was those slaughterhouses, too, when we first discovered it, because we were... We were probably like level 20-something by then, so our abilities were good. And I remember giving my rocket the turrets and everything. It was the mm -hmm. most badass thing Same ever. here. And then you guys go down and be like, God damn it, Jordy, your turrets! Yo, so, <laughs> following up on that when I played too, Warren actually rage quit a few games because we'd be surrounded with enemies. And me, playing the Axton style, I had... The part where I'm like, let me put my turret in front. That way we're, you know, it, it's shooting while we're like, you know, picking these people off. Warren's character, again, gets up close and personal. Like, Zero's a melee character. And he'd go down. He'd try to get last hit so he can get revived. But, again, just like you said, Jordan, Axton turrets throwing fucking rockets at everybody. Kills the enemy that Warren's trying to kill. He's like, God fucking damn it, Danny. Put your fucking turret away. I'm fucking quitting this game. <laughs> or at least, uh, and yes, I, I rage at that game. At least play like the medic role when your turret's doing that. Because like at that point, you're I not like even, you don't even need to shoot at an enemy. They, at, at those early games, that turret did so much work. It did. So like you could just run around and pick people up or do stuff. But mm -hmm. honestly, I'm going to follow up on one other thing with Borderlands 2. It was just, it was treated with so much love. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those games that, like, you know, a lot of people get mad with DLC nowadays. I mean, well, games are you know, not they finished. Really DLC. Yeah, and you want to talk about, like, one of the greatest villains. Handsome Jack was so yeah. well-written that they still are struggling to one fix that. One of the greatest that. villains of all video yeah. games. Yeah. All video games. Yeah, you're right. You're it's, right. It's one of those characters that, like, it was so well-written that every game since, whether it be the pre-sequel 3 and upcoming Tiny Tina, mm -hmm. upcoming, can't wait. Can't wait. Um, it kind of shows how much love was put in for that base game. It was so great, but then they gave us, you know, Tiny Tina's DLC. 
They gave us Torg's DLC. They gave us Christmas events. Like they, yeah, they the put, Hammerlock DLC too. Yeah, uh, that, that one can go away. <laughs> uh, well, that one, but the Borderlands 3 Hammerlock one was really good. Yeah, I like that one. But it's, it just showed that like not only could they give us such a great game, but there was so many... And years down the line, years, right before Borderlands 3, they mm-hmm. gave us another one. And oh, like, yeah, the Athena one, right? Uh, The one for Lilith. And the, Lilith. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But it's just... Oh, it's, it's an amazing game. <laughs> it's an amazing franchise. Um... It's one of those games, again, I'm going to bring up co-op. Don't play Borderlands by yourself. If you have even one buddy, it's so much fun. And Mm -hmm. just finding the stupidest... Builds. uh, Builds, guns. What what your abilities mesh with, Mm -hmm. the other person's abilities. And that's what the fun thing about what this next one is going to be. Oh my god, it looks so good. You know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, like... It, the amount of different builds I feel like you're going to be able to do in that game, mm-hmm. especially since your character can have two abilities of another class, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's going to be endless, and I, I can't wait. So as you can tell, we can keep talking about this, but yeah. I think I think we should move on. Um, so Danny... <laughs> all right, where are we, number two? Number two. Um, all right, so um, my number two, and... the. I mean, it's it's not going to be a surprise, but it's going to be a surprise to a few of you because I switched my number one and number two. Okay. Um, number two is going to go to one of the games of my, pretty much my favorite gaming fran- franchise of all time, which literally made me, f- I, I don't want to say it made me fall in love with RPGs, but it literally meshed two of my favorite things together and just made it great was Kingdom Hearts 2. And for me... Um, when Kingdom Hearts came out, I was like 13, 14 years old, obviously grew up with Disney. My my grandmother fucking loved, uh, Disney movies. She had like every single like old school movie on VHS and everything. So I've watched like every world that they put in those Kingdom Hearts games. I've watched those movies countless times. Yeah. And, um, then of course, Final Fantasy, like you, Square Enix, just Square Soft when the first one came out mixed literally everything that was great about final fantasy and then disney and just said here make a make a game and they literally did not miss i know a lot of people have their own opinions with how complicated the story is and all of that but when you play the the spin-offs and and everything in chronological order like it does make sense it just sucks that they did a lot of spinoffs. Yeah, it, it, it is really all over the place. Um, and I want to just kind of make a comment. You said your your grandmother like loved Disney. Yeah. I don't know why, but all I'm seeing is in the the family household a kaiju movie followed up by Disney. Oh my god, Donald she was... Duck fighting Godzilla. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? She loved kaiju movies too. Um, no, Kingdom Hearts. I mean. I I definitely think that might be one of my least favorite when it comes to the Square Enix world. But even mm. those, even as a game that I don't personally love, I still think they're well crafted. I still, you know, uh, Jordan played them, and I think you really. I played one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I played two. Uh, well, I didn't play two, but I watched uh, when I lived in a foster home. Mm. Uh, one of the kids had uh, Kingdom Hearts. I remember two, you telling me this. Yeah, and he he would let me. I I never beat it. But, like, I started my own save. Um, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was mm-hmm. my favorite world. Oh, yeah. Time was so good. Um, uh, but I watched him finish it, mm-hmm. on it because he had brought it with him from the house that uh, he was coming from. 
um, one is the only one that I've beaten. Mm-hmm. I only beat Kingdom Hearts one. One was great. It was a great like introduction to like what was to come. Uh two, I still like with the spinoffs. Like Birth by Sleep being the best spinoff. Um, but even when the third one came out, it didn't beat two. Like two was just so good and so like immersive in the world and pretty much what you dual wield keyblades. Yeah, you do dual wield keyblades. You have the different the summons. Um, yeah, this, oh the genie God. summon. Genie summon still my favorite one. <laughs> um, but the story, dude, like it, it was just again one of those things. You know, you're you're just a kid. You want to leave you know, the current situation that you're in. Like, you want to you wanna go out and see the world. You end up going to see multiple freaking worlds. You end up getting a fucking Keyblade and unlocking other worlds. Like, it's just it's just such a good franchise, especially in RPG. And still, to this day, like, it has its own freaking... They just opened up a, a Kingdom Hearts Hotel in Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which people are just in love with that franchise. It's just... And, of course, I am. I have merch. I have all the games. But- like... You think about the this. The music is amazing. Oh, yeah. The music. Square Enix always delivers yeah. on music. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's it's your childhood. And, I mean, who doesn't grow up at one point with Disney? Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a it's a big market. But at the same time, it's just one of those games that you can remember. Because you remember, you know, whether Donald Duck, the Favorite mage. Favorite Disney character, Donald Duck. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the mage that never fucking heals you, but then <laughs> redeems he redeems himself in in Kingdom Hearts three with when he pulls out the greatest mage move in all of Final Fantasy history. I'm saying because I do plan on playing it. I won't even say the name, but it's such he, he redeems himself. <laughs> it's a move that you don't see other than like at what Final Fantasy nine. And put it this way, it's my favorite version of Mickey Mouse in oh. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, because like you know Mickey Mouse in the cartoons like Fantasia. Uh, you know, Three Musketeers, you know, all his side things. Is this Mickey Mouse? Like, yeah, he was a Three Musketeer. Yeah, he was like a, a wizard. He's the fucking king in this game. Golden Keyblade, magic, which, again, Kingdom Hearts 3, you'll see his fucking magic. Um, dude's the man in this game. Like, like, he's such a mysterious type of character. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even get to see him in Kingdom Hearts 1. All you see is a silhouette. And then you see him fully revealed... And Kingdom Hearts 2, like, wearing the Organization 13 uniform. Doesn't he show up at the end of one? Yeah, but, like, you don't fully see him. You, you just see, see his see silhouette. The, I mean, you see his back. Because yeah. Because he shows up and he's like, oh, handle this. Yep, and he's not even wearing, like, his Kingdom Hearts attire. He's just freaking wearing the red shorts and he has the gold keyblade. And then, you know, you just hear his voice like, oh, never stop, you know, finding the door to light. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, like, God damn it, dude. Like, that, that was such a great moment. <laughs> but you don't get to see him see him, you know what I mean? And then you finally I mean you finally do in um Chain of Memories, but that's that's something else. <laughs> uh, uh, the spinoffs, you say. Yeah. That one was uh, I'm sorry, but Chain of Memories was not a good spinoff for me because the combat system was ass. Story the, was great. Was that the card? Yeah, it was system? the card one. Yeah. I hated it. The the story was great, but the combat system was complete ass. Um and that's that's the thing with Kingdom Hearts is that for a lot of people it was hit or miss. And to me, that was the one game that missed for me was, uh, was Chain of Memories. Um, all the other spinoffs were great. Not the best. They were tolerable, but like birth by sleep, probably the best spinoff they ever did. 
which was a prequel to like every single game. The the only spinoff I played was uh, Dream Drop. That was a good one. Dream Drop Distance was really good. Never finished it, mm. but I... it's important. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I'm done because I can go on all day about that one. But Jordan, go ahead. Number so two. we're going with number two, right? Yeah. So my number two is kind of just is kind of like your God of War Ragnarok. Okay. You can look at it as an RPG. You you can also not look at it as an RPG. My number two will have to go to Ghost of Tsushima. Oof. That's a great game. Ghost I mean, of Tsushima. So, little side note, I love Japanese culture, but more importantly, I love samurais. Um, so, when we went to that E3 event, at the movie theater. Yes. And we saw the first trailer for it. Yep. I was just like, I want that game. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was just a subtle trailer. And, and the trailer was nothing compared to what the game came out to be. Nope. You know? Um, just from the opening moments of the game where... And no, I won't spoil this one because Warren hasn't finished it. <laughs> that game... That's the funny thing. You know what? I'm noticing a little... Th- thing here that we're all mentioning games that all three of us haven't finished but we have respected the fact that we haven't finished these games and we're gonna leave the element of surprise can i like can i just jump on one thing right now we did not start this episode saying spoilers or anything like that so we respect each other like oh you haven't played that one but if anybody's listening and looking forward to this like oh no go fuck yourself like you you guys can hear what we know um um but yeah no i i it was beautiful. I mean, I, I definitely want to go back to it. There's there's just so many good games. There is. That, that's, that's, and that's one of my biggest problems is I start one game, another good game comes out, yeah. and I start that game, and then I get into this conflict within myself where I'm like, do I want to play this or do I want to play this? Yeah. And then I ultimately end up not playing anything. But anyways. <laughs> uh, I go through those spurts. Back to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, just from the opening moments of that game like it feels like you're playing a movie yeah oh my god yeah essentially yep um when when you're standing on top of the hill and you see the mongols about to invade and you see the fire coming in from the Mm -hmm. ocean and then uh you were talking about how in final fantasy 9 you just you can you can just think of the scenery yes ghost of shishima is that game where i can just imagine all the the trees the the grass and the hay fields blowing yep, the in the cherry wind. Cherry blossoms like floating. Um, petting a fox. Petting a fox. Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and just wanting to ride around in the world and discover stuff. You know, there's you know, there's certain parts in the game where you can't advance because story wise. But even in the most uh like in the second act of the game that you unlock when you go to those like m- murky, burnt down metal shires like it you get that feeling of like uh of an ugly beauty like gro- like the how grotesque it is and uh it's 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 a uh, kind of feels like a barren wastelandy type like but it still looks beautiful because mm-hmm. you come out from this uh this green force into and you just see a murky fucking yep shire you know it's a it's a game where you can just get lost riding your horse and trying to look and find everything yeah um the story uh how uh, how the story ends is not how i saw the game ending which is what 
made me love the game even more. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, yeah, by the way, the game's not over yet. Yeah. And you're just like, huh? And as you're progressing through those last 30 minutes of that game, it, it really felt like... It I was hammered home a top spot for you. Because yes. it, it's just that turn that was enough to keep you interested and want more, but yes. then end on such a high note. And it stays so traditional to, to you know, samurai lore and, you know... Japanese culture, you know, the the people at uh, Sucker Punch were named mm-hmm. ambassadors be- yeah. to Tsushima Island because of yep. how well they uh, got not only the island down, but just the history of the yep. island and the history of the Mongol invasion. And I really can't wait for the second one. Oh my god. It, that game... And it's crazy because I want to do a second playthrough because I originally wanted to play it in Japanese, but at the time, they didn't have the, um, you know, the movements of the the language like hit the Japanese actors' voices. Yeah. So like it, their mouths were still moving in English while they talked Japanese. So I originally played the game in English, but I want to replay it in Japanese. And, and then in the, the PS Five update, they um, yeah they did the Japanese uh, yeah link sync yeah and. Uh, link sync. It it goes to show like that that game was amazing like sucker sucker punch not a Japanese studio no make, but they do make RPGs yes they did in, uh, infamous right mm-hmm. and Sly yep Sly infamous like uh, was it yeah Sly Cooper's Cooper. sucker punch yes um but it's it, it goes to show like you know they they took a feudal Japan uh, like event and they pretty much put the events in a video game and. It's probably one of the most beautiful games ever made. Like it's, it's. It was the last. P- technically, it PS4. was four. P- it was supposed to be the last PS4 mm-hmm. game. Yeah. To come out. Yeah. For the system. And then the Last of Us Two happened. No, Last of Us Two was before it. Was before that. Oh, was and, it? And we're not we're not putting no shade on Last of Us Two. I get it. I get it. But that game was amazing. All right. <laughs> yeah. No. It it, 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 it definitely exists somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where on my list, but it's there somewhere, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where are we at? Number two for you, Warren? Number two for me. Um, time for me to never get invited back onto this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Um, so I'm going to start with a meme and give me more Fire Emblem characters in Smash. <laughs> um, uh, we have enough. Already. No, we, we only have eight. There's like what? There's like 70 or 80 on that fucking roster. We can afford another 20. Hey, I got my Sora, so you can put whoever you want in it from now on. Oh, so. God. Just give me nothing but swords and bows and just make the community even more toxic. Than oh, my God. Um, my number two is surprisingly, as much as I love some of the original Fire Emblems, I played every Fire Emblem that I could get my hand on, hands on. Because uh, America wasn't uh, granted as many. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is mm-hmm. probably the biggest return to grid-based games. As you can tell, I'm a fan of grid-based combat. Yeah. Um, it was a game that made me rediscover my Switch. Because I bought the Switch day one. I bought it for Legend of Zelda. And I definitely feel as though the launch of the Switch, as great and as hard as it was to get one, I feel like after Zelda there wasn't as much to kind of play mm-hmm. they really didn't give me a lot um as anybody knows me i, I always play my switch i have yeah. at least one or two indie games nindies or whatever they want to call them <laughs> um love their indie games but yeah no fire emblem three houses was one of those games that it kind of 
brought this mass into the Fire Emblem world. A lot of people who didn't play it, they knew maybe Roy and Marth from Super Smash Brothers. Those, those are the only two I knew. Yeah, and, you and you know, me, even... You even got more, me into Three Houses. Yeah, mm. and, uh, like, you know, you'd see Ike later on, like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they introduced a lot of really great characters, and one of the things that I think we all agree on is just what makes an RPG so special is relating and loving characters, even if they're not the focal point of the game. Yeah. Um, for me one thing that really stands out to make it such an amazing RPG is they, at at launch, gave us three full-fledged stories. Separate stories uh, per house. That, that you, all inter- that intertwine, right? They mm-hmm. intertwine, but you, you see a lot of... Um, a lot of different aspects, a lot of different bosses, a lot of different character growth. You see different angles of why characters are the way they are. Uh, someone you may hate because you're part of the Golden Deer... And you see them on uh, Black Eagle, you're like, oh, I completely understand their point of view because I'm now part of the Black Eagle or what, whatever the reason is. Um, they gave you three great starting characters with Dimitri, uh, Claude, and Edelgard are the three for each house. And it's just, it's one of those games that it really does focus on how much you love your party. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I did like was, oh, I really like this one character from this house. I'm going to take them. You could build your bond up with them and, you know, do side quests and um for me personally one of the strongest points of any good game is its side quests um a lot of the games i've chosen have been very side quest heavy borderlands um final fantasy like i feel like as good of a main game is if you can't just enjoy the you know whether it's a joke mission with borderlands 2 being (laughs) shooting mcface (laughs) shooting mcface like there's there's just so many good side missions in gaming and i know fire emblem doesn't give you side missions per se but when you can build rapport and like kind of grow with other classmates from other communities that is just a side mission all its own and the thing going off of three houses is you introduced it uh to me and the thing is that was my introduction to uh grid base uh Mm. combat game yeah and the thing that i like about it is uh for me personally and i haven't gotten too far into it because once again my library games have a that's kind of big right now. We just but build them up our, and never our backlog, finish. Our backlog is so bad. <laughs> but um, the thing that I like about Three Houses is it, and same thing with like uh, uh, like games like uh, the Soulsborns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, games that I really didn't play a whole lot of. It teaches me how uh, to learn the game. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent a game that you need. I mean, if you play it on a what fire emblem purists and i don't i'm not one of those don't please um <laughs> but like decisions matter and one thing that i absolutely love whether like jordan has brought up with the Soulsborne, some of my all-time favorite rpgs you can't just go in guns hell nope. you just can't and it's you have to learn the bosses fire emblem you have to learn positioning you have to learn weaknesses you have to learn is this character good in this situation? Should I even have them move up? It's it's just a beautiful tactical game. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though a lot of games nowadays, you can kind of put on easy mode. You can breeze through it. Just yeah. enjoy the story, which if that is your gameplay, that is your style, yeah. good for you. You're enjoying an amazing narrative and the, the, they work hard for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're going in for to this game, it's very much think about every move because you might make one wrong move and lose a member of your party that you care very much for. And... Uh, I just I think decision making is so important. Um, it's made me grow as a fighting game community player. It makes me love RPGs. Um, yeah, I know that that is my number two. I'm gonna stop on that. So, 
Did you pause okay. it? Uh, oh, okay. Bef- may I go with my number one first? Because I'm pretty convinced I know what y'all's number one is, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, yeah, one sec. All right, Jordan, so what's your number one? Then? All right, so my number one, it's... I, I'm pretty much wrapping it up into a series. Okay. Um, hey, that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of... So if we're going to go with which one's my favorite out of them, mm. it would be two. But... It'd be two uh, for me, too. Uh, my favorite um, RPG series, you could consider it an RPG shooter. Um, the first game is is more... More so follows the RPG over anything, but uh, that would be Mass Effect. Yeah, um, I love Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> it's Edie. Um, um, yeah, I remember when I bought Mass Effect One. It was Christmas two thousand seven, going into two thousand eight, mm. and I was in eighth grade on Christmas vacation. And I remember my aunt brought me to GameStop so I could spend my gift cards. Oh, yeah. And I just walked up and I saw Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy this. You know, I, I hadn't seen anything on it before. Uh, maybe in a Game Informer. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I just saw it briefly. But I was just like, you know what? I want to get this. Just something about it appealed to me. Went, got it. And uh, I remember coming home and my dad was like, oh, what'd you get? And I was like, oh, Mass Effect. And he was just like, ooh, I heard good things about that. I heard it's long. And um, first time I played it, fucking completely butchered it. Because mm. I just did, you know, I just thought it was a shooter, but whoop de whoop. I remember choosing a class and wondering why I couldn't use certain guns. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you come to find out certain classes can use certain weapons, obviously. But um, when I understood how to play the game i fell in love with the series yeah uh i remember mass effect 2 was uh was coming out and uh i want i never had truly beaten the first one yet so i sat down and uh learned about the paragon and the renegade system like Mm -hmm. wondering why in the hell rex kept on dying Mm -hmm. because i i never had the the blue or the red bar to choose from and trying to f- that that was my first experience truly figuring out a video game all by myself without going on youtube yep without uh going to gamestop and buying the guides like mm-hmm. uh, i had to learn like if you're gonna be an asshole of a character you gotta stay to the renegade side if you want to be more of a classy soldier hero type mm-hmm. um you you stay Paragon. And I follow the Paragon path mostly all the time. Yeah. Um, I think I did a Renegade once. Uh, and it was a, a woman. I made her a complete and utter bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, she was a badass. Mm-hmm. She was a badass bitch. Female Shepherd was great. Femme Shep, it, Femme Shep is best Shep. Yeah, I know. agree. I played uh, Femme Shep in, in uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I so, love Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Andromeda. So let me reiterate, I did not play Andromeda. I've only played one and three. Mm-hmm. I am going to give Andromeda a chance. I'm sorry. Because I love the series and I'm not going to judge it off mm-hmm. of yeah. you, you mass. Can, yeah, mass uh, appeal. And... Mass appeal. Like, 
I know a lot of Mass Effect fans Mm -hmm. will also say that Andromeda is a far driven driven off from the original three, but there's elements of it that people love. Yeah. Yep. Um, There's source material for sure. But Mass Effect is especially Mass Effect Two, where Mass Effect Two made everybody and everything feel important. Yeah. Uh, it made the Normandy, like, feel a part of your crew. Like, the Normandy is a part of that story. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just a ship you ride on. Like, you have to upgrade it properly before going into the final mission. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you gotta um, go and uh, save your crew at this uh, at a certain part of the game before... Um, uh, before you launch the the suicide mission, um, it was just building that team, and you just you you love all the characters, and it's just like it feels like you're this band of rogues, mm-hmm. just out trying to save the universe, and um, it it just holds a special it, it place holds a special you. place yeah. in my heart. Mass Effect Two was the very first game that I've ever beaten on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it just holds so much sentimental value to me and just the journey like i rebought it again and mm-hmm. i'm gonna play it again <laughs> uh and it's just the journey you go on and then by the time you get to three regardless of how you feel about the original ending i was okay with it um it it's just that's like i said that sense of like you you don't feel like you're riding around with a crew. You feel like you're riding around with a family yeah. that you bring together, and just all the different alien species and tr- you trying to sub- like bring them all back together, bring the whole galaxy back together to fight against this one giant threat. Um, really, just it it holds a special place to me. Yeah, it's it's really it's. You know, a lot of people, I'm going to make a weird comparison, if you guys don't mind. It's, mm. you think of, like, that sci-fi adventure, or that, just that fantasy yeah. adventure, and, yes. like, for a lot of people, Star Wars is that, like, yes. that sci-fi yeah. Yeah. universe. I would have to say, Mass Effect is my Star Wars. Yeah, it's, 1,000%. It's, it's just one of those games that you, again, character-driven, um, you probably have a favorite character. that If you had to choose one. Who, my favorite character in the series? Yeah. Uh, man. It's it's hard. I like how there's a list in the list. Uh, I I love I love me some Liara. Liara, uh, yeah. I love Liara. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my girl. I romance her every time. Every yeah. I every did time. Too. I did too. I did too. <laughs> I think I don't know if I have a favorite that I can think of. So I'm just gonna go with Rex. Uh, and Rex? Then Gar- Garris and Rex. I was about to say for me for me it was Garris. Yeah. I love Garris. I, uh, I love both Thane, of them. Fucking mm-hmm. The, the assassin, like, I, I love all the characters. Tally, yeah. for, it, it, I can go on forever. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> that could be an episode itself. At first, I hate, <laughs> at first, like, when, when you're young, when I was young, like, I didn't like Jack, but then when you grow up, you're like, you know what? No. Jack's a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, it's, like, like you said, Mass Effect is my Star Wars. Yeah. It's just, you know, I got the books, the posters, uh, it's probably the game that I've sunk the most time into when I was a teenager. 
So are we jumping to Danny and I, our number one? So can I can I say a few things really quick before we obviously give our, our immediate answer? Uh, Everybody knows what it is at this point. You've been, yeah. If you've been listening <laughs> the entire time, you know what's coming. I'm going to throw down some honorable mentions really quick. All right, all because, right. I like it. I like it. Um, because, there again, there's so many fucking games. Mm. And, I mean, half of which we haven't even beaten, I feel like. Yeah. Um, But my... Uh, Jordan mentioned earlier the Souls-like games. I love all of Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Uh, Sekiro, Bloodborne, especially like Elden Ring. There's just so many good. Um, one game that I'm kind of surprised. I I thought about it, it being my number five, and I thought, especially you of all people, Danny. Uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, I love that game. That, but I thought of Kotor. Reserving too. my judgment because I cannot wait for the remake. Oh God, yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. As long as you know. EA is not involved in anything ever. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, uh, no, they're not. I no, think this time. No, I, yeah. I know. I'm just. I'm taking a no, shot is, at it. Is Bluepoint doing it? No, uh, it's not Bluepoint. No. It's a, a different studio. But um, yeah. There's just so many games that you could put on an honorable mention. So for me, it'd be Knights of the Old Republic. Is there mm. any honorable mentions that you just you didn't add to your list? Uh, yeah, I could say one. One of my favorite RPGs on Game Boy Advance, Golden Sun. Oh my God, Golden Sun. I mean, for another one, if you're gonna Earthbound. Earthbound, yeah. Golden uh, Sun Elden for me Ring was Ring. probably yeah. George. Elden Ring, Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah. So Souls, 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 Souls like games. Uh, yeah. All right. So going into our number one, uh, I I'm gonna just say one thing. Danny and I 100 percent agree. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> 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 oh no, nah, that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um, in all honesty, Danny, number one for you. Oh my god, Persona 5 Royal, man. If you were listening to Jordan, we have been on his case to get back on the game. He hasn't beaten the game, and it's on his list. I'm currently currently playing that in Elden Ring, but uh, I'm... I'm more so diving my time into Persona because I just I like the more straightforward story quality. Mm. And and that's another thing about Persona uh, 5 that we've talked about is that it's more quality over quantity yeah like and there's a lot of quantity yeah, yeah there is yeah um it's, it's not just a game you can beat in 40 hours <laughs> no <laughs> um with characters i mean i i can't get so much into it but every character's story arc every character's reason for being part of the team that you will f- figure out mm. um just overall every sub conversation has yeah. meaning to it every character has enough life in it to be a protagonist of a game in my opinion mm-hmm. even some sub characters that yeah. uh jordan for me uh sojuro i, I love sojuro i won't you know i said there's nothing i will tell you about sojuro but just even him as a character is someone that like yeah, just, i already have my suspicions yeah yeah you, got, you have your suspicions I, I, <laughs> I won't say anything um the reason it's number one on my list isn't because of childhood isn't because of you know my friends are all playing it for me it's a story that is so well told. It's gotten an anime adaptation. The music. I can There's go to the lot. fucking oh gym God. and just like yep. rock out. Whether I'm playing on Beat Saber, playing in the like playing in the gym, playing in a car. Like it's it's good music. I have a six hour flight this upcoming Thursday to fly to the West Coast. My entire playlist is Persona Five music. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd switch it up a little bit. I mean, I'd, I'd put some attack, oh, no, I'll, I'll put some put, attack on Titan in there or something. Like. I mean, the rumbling's in there. Yeah. Um, but it's not just Persona 5 Royal. No, Persona no. Persona 5 Striker's in there, too. But that's know? what I was going to say is, for me, um, again, if anybody likes these types of games, again, 
gaming is your choice. It's your mm-hmm. what you enjoy. I have never been a fan of Dynasty Warriors, Warriors Orochi, any of those tech. I think Tecmo, uh, Koei Tecmo. Yeah, yeah, those games. I feel as though they're very repetitive. There, there's not much to them. For for me, again, yeah, if you they, enjoy them, all the power to you. But they for, hit on strikers. Yeah, man. it's it's the only game that it kept its identity. Yeah. Um. It obviously has that very fast paced million enemies on screen at once, but mm-hmm. it still kept a story and a narrative. And it, it made me love the cast more. Yeah. Um, Persona 5 Royal added a few characters to the game that weren't even in the base game. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jordan said, it's quality. It's quality over quantity, and there's still just enough time to just drop in it. Um, yeah, I, I could I could keep talking about this game for a long time without trying to spoil it. <laughs> Is key there? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I, I did want to take a, a deep dive of, with how I feel about this game. And I'm not saying this solely on, like, hype, because if you guys follow my Twitch, if you guys follow me on social media, I cannot stop talking about Persona 5. Yeah, it's getting kind of annoying. I showed you, and I, <laughs> I keep seeing pictures of things he and buys. The craziest thing, I know I have a, a, a Phantom Thieves uh, tapestry. Um, <laughs> the craziest thing is that I've had Persona 5 Royal for two years. It was on sale for 10 bucks. I got the steelbook case, everything. Because Warren and our friend Yanni kept telling me, Danny, you got to play Persona 5 Royal. It's a game that you're going to love. You love anime. You love RPGs. Yeah. It's one of the best things. It's one of the best games ever made. You got to play it. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll eventually get to it. I ended up buying it, but it stayed in my backlog. My backlog is ridiculous. But anyways, um, towards the end of 2021 for me, I started you know tackling my backlog. Like I beat... Um, well, yeah, I beat two straight games. What was it? Like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And Rage Shadow Legend. <laughs> oh, and then um, what's the other game? Uh, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, I did right, that yeah, back the, to back. The, the Ubisoft game, yeah. So like one day, it was like the weekend, and I'm, I'm talking to Yanni Warren in, in party chat, and I'm like, what should I play next? And both at the same time, uh, Persona 5 Royal. And I'm like, I do have it. And they're like, Danny, Persona 5 Royal. Stop, stop everything you're doing. Don't dive into anything else. Play Persona 5 Royal. So I'm like, you know what? I'll play it. And I ended up like streaming it. It's literally what got me affiliated on Twitch with my followers and everything. And I cannot tell you how much that gaming franchise has meant to me. Um, again, anime, huge aspect of our lives. We made a full episode about anime. That game's cutscenes are all anime. This game does such a good job of going through every type of emotion and telling a story about it. A story of grief, story of how you tackle, like, you know, everyday life, you know, teenage youth or being rebellious or being, like, an athlete. Like, and it it literally takes every single character of the game and it makes you love them. And it has Matt Mercer. It so does. that is a plus for anybody really who's a does. fan of Matt Mercer. Especially in Strikers. <laughs> um... But it literally makes you fall in love with every single character. And especially with Royal, they add two characters that, again, every character is complex. Every character, we, we mentioned them before, uh, Jordan Sojiro. Like, you know, you know how he starts off, like, in the beginning oh, oh, of the game. Oh. Look, but at, like, look at Jordan's face, like, shut up, dude. I'm, no, I don't but want like, any information. But, like, you love him. You love him, dude. It, it's just, he. you end up loving him. He's such a good character. Sojiro, um, I feel like he's senpai. 
That that's what I I'm pretty much coming down uh, to right now. Uh, no. That's that's some weird uh, phrasing there, my friend. Like, ma- dude, senpai just means master, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're he, senpai he, though. He your master? Ren is senpai. Not mine. <laughs> Ren is senpai, and you'll see. Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, for me, like, it, it it just hit home. Like everything about it, every single character, I love. Uh, like their introductions in the game, their you know their awakenings, their like everything. It, it's just I I love it. Even in the follow up, like the Strikers, the sequel was just so good. And, and again, both games, like literally at the ending of both games, you 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 get emotional, and it's not anything that's sad or or anything. It's literally like happy endings, and like you're just sad that it's the, over. It's over. Yeah, you, you, you're just sad that the game's ending. You, it's mostly tears of joy because you see these group of friends literally bond over saving the world and saving... You know, they save the world? Spoiler! Oh <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, you know, like, pretty much, like, like, you know, becoming the Phantom Thieves of Hearts and, and all that. And again, going to Kingdom Hearts, like, you know, kind of like that. Oh, don't you, don't you fucking compare Persona I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's the theme that I told you I was going for. When it has something to do with hearts and RPGs, I'm going to like it. And, <laughs> and, Every um... Every JRPG ever. Mission 1, much, save right? a cat. <laughs> oh, my God. And mission, fight God. Pretty much. That's that's pretty much every JRPG. Like, hey, here's where the story's going. Fight God. <laughs> Man, I can't um, wait to hang out with my friends at the bar. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but the game has everything. It has spicy shit. It has sad shit. It has comedy shit. Like, it's just... Cowboy shit. Cowboy um, shit. Button mash. Button mash, yep. Um, pick button mash every time. You'll know what we're talking about if you play the game. And not to mention, uh, the most random thing, I found a YouTuber that I absolutely adore now mm. um, with Mighty Keefe, and his Mighty love for Keefe. Persona made me love it even more just uh. because of like his little short videos. And Is it, is it Afro? Because Afro loves... Oh, uh, Afro loves it too, but Persona. Mighty, Mighty Keefe. Yeah. Oh, Mighty Keefe? Mighty Keefe. Mighty Keefe. He has a, a four-minute video about Persona 5 fans, and it is so fucking true and i love it so much um if again i love mighty keith he's someone you should definitely check out on youtube um yeah it's it's just it's a perfect it's one of if not one of my favorite games um and i can't say much more without yep. just really and getting jordan a little annoyed with yeah me. no I'm, I'm not gonna say anything oh, no, more no, like <laughs> like when it comes but like I, i'm telling you right now like that that game will forever like be like immortalized in in my heart dude like that that game was amazing that it's just the best for me in my opinion the best rpg ever made the slice of life aspect the story the anime like it's just it's so good and then what's better than that is like you know when jordan finally beats it he goes man you guys overhyped this shit no because (laughs) because i was scared that you and yanni yeah i was scared that you and yanni were doing that to me but then off your list and then i freaking played and beat it and i'm like Wow, they were not wrong. This was such a good fucking has, game. Has Johnny beaten it? Yeah. Yeah. Did? Yeah. Yep. And um like for me now, which I can't I, I need more P- Persona 5 in my life. And Persona games in general, like we have uh Persona 4 Arena Ultramax that's coming out this week. Um That's a fighter though, right? That's yeah, that's a fighter. That's game. a fighter, but then, you know, the, you have the rumors and I never played this Warren did when I met him. 
uh, Persona 4 Golden might be, com- might be ported to consoles. There's a chance. It's on Steam. Definitely worth a, a good check if you are yep. a PC gamer. And I definitely want to play that. Um, you know, there, there's other rumors. Like, this is the 25th anniversary of Persona, and there's so many rumors going around. We might get another Persona 5 spinoff game, which, if true, I cannot fucking wait for it. I won't say what the spinoff is because it'll be a spoiler, but it's I, I cannot wait if that's the case. All the Shin Megami fans spitting in our general direction <laughs> right now. Like, dude, um, you didn't put that on your fucking list. Atlas is coming out with Soul Hackers 2, which a game that hasn't come out in like 20-something years. And I, I love, and I made this joke to you, but like what they did when they announced the game is pretty much like, hey, you like Persona 5? Well, here's Soul Hackers 2. But when you pre-order the game, you're going to get the musical soundtrack that you can put in the game of Persona 5 Royal, and you can make your characters have Persona 5 skins in the game. Oh, they're, so, milk, they're milking it yeah. at this point. And you know what? I welcome it. I'm not going to do it my first playthrough because I, I want to know about Soul Hackers, and it looks like a really good game. Um, but yeah, like, come on, dude. Atlas, Atlas knows what they're doing. They know that they hit a gold mine when they put out Persona 5. And and you guys say it's like the Final Fantasy VII of the series. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. Like you know, um, my cousin who's a huge Persona fan, he's played the originals and everything. Persona Three is his favorite one. Okay. Um, but everyone's in agreement. When they hit five, it's like when Square SquareSoft back then hit Final Fantasy VII. Like they hit the fucking gold mine, and they're like shit. That's why they remade it. I can see Persona Five being remade like. 20 years from now like on playstation 10 or some shit like that'll 100 percent get remade because of how great like dude i have it warren saw it the other day i have the tapestry i have t-shirts coming like i i want to get a tattoo warren has a tattoo but i want to get a tattoo wait warren has tattoos <laughs> out of like your 50 you have a, a phantom thieves logo yeah somewhere on me i got sticker i got phantom thieves stickers on like my laptop yeah. all over the place like dude it's it's i i, I love it I, I love that franchise and it's forever like instilled in me but again i can keep talking about it that's my number one <laughs> I, I think that's a good stopping point just because of the fact that, like, I feel like they just heard us this entire love fest for Persona. You could probably fast forward this to the end. Like, right. The last 30 minutes, it's just <laughs> us talking, talking about, about Persona. It. Go, if you haven't played it, go buy Persona. You guys will not, honestly, like, regret it. I feel like if you haven't played any of these games, like, honestly, check out any of these games yeah. on the list because, like, if you're a fan of shooters, you've got Mass Effect being probably one of the most. Mass Effect, Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah, there's 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 so many different styles of RPGs. There's so many different mm-hmm. types of games. Um, unfortunately, a good a good amount of them are rated M. So if you are under the age of a certain, you know, I game. mean, Persona's rated M, and it's not really that much of a mature game. Yeah, there's moments. There's there's like dialogue where you're like, oh, okay, okay, Takemi, uh, but like you know, I think it's more or less what makes it M is the whole uh, atmosphere of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and the, I can agree the with things that. that it talks about they drop a few f-bombs in there too so i can um, or more or less like you know like you know if you if you play gta i think you can play anything at this point (laughs) yeah but yeah no it's it's definitely rpgs have something for everybody and whatever type of you know whatever type of personality that you have or any sort of like you know traits that you bring to your life into other people's lives rpgs literally project that too and yeah. that's how they connect to people. And that's why I love them. And yeah, 
Yeah. That's why I like the top five that I picked. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it, it is really hard when you love something so much, whether it's gaming or whatever you're in, to just choose five, especially when there's a library of, yeah. you know, 20, 30, so on years of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love RPGs. I'm glad I got to sit here and talk about it. I'm with two of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely would love to do it again. Yeah. Um, hopefully don't piss off too many people. I'm... Uh, <laughs> Not the most straightforward with my thinking. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's my five. Definitely. No, I'm I'm glad we brought you on for this episode. Like when we when we were discussing it, it's either like we're gonna do top five shooters or we're gonna do top five RPGs. And then like maybe like four shooters. <laughs> and then we're five. like we're like Warren fucking loves RPGs. We should probably bring him on for a guest as this week's episode. <laughs> family. Or family pretty much. Um well actually no, definitely. Yes. You have to use the guest bathroom. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> but no, he's... Warren's obviously my best friend, so, like, it, it was a pleasure Wow, like, you just put show. me over Jordan, the co-host. Hell yeah, I uh, feel good. Jo- like, we're all brothers here. Wow, Jordan's my brother. I, I number... even called him my brother last episode, <laughs> so let's not start this rift right now. <laughs> Warren for Jordan's position part two. I know, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Like, I'm, I'm glad we brought you on this week. Yes. Um, Always a pleasure to come over to Jordan's house where it's quiet because my house is a loud fucking mess. And, um, you know, to record the podcast. And there's a lot of big things coming down the pipeline. Like, um, we're at least, you know, on mine, I'm pouring a bunch of, like, money into, like, the equipment that I have. um, Especially where if me and Jordan need to be remote. Um, I got a little setup now at my place. And... Obviously, I'm putting a lot of time into my Twitch channel, too, which, if you guys haven't, Twitch TV slash Heavy Don, which is funny. I have a sing mode on there. I've been singing on that channel. So Yeah, there's, there's a good chance if he has me in his uh, microphone, you'll hear my voice, too, unfortunately. Yeah, I do include my party chat in there, too, which is which is great. Might not be the best thing for some people, <laughs> but uh, definitely some fun content in there. Um, a lot of great story games, so definitely be on the lookout because if you're on the fence about some games, definitely mm-hmm. a great way to check it out, support your local streamer, and also yeah. just enjoy just some good community content. Mm-hmm. Jordan, anything then? Nah, chilling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you guys again for another great episode this month. Uh, I'm glad to get back to the uh, the gaming aspect of it. Um, you know, this, this podcast has meant a lot to me because, again, it's something that I didn't think that I would enjoy as much as I do. And I'm glad I have my best friends here to enjoy it with me. So this best is friendos. a great best of friendos, which I can't wait for the movie this week, by the way. So Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Um, it's Attack on Titan Sunday where we're recording this episode. So hell yeah, we're going <laughs> to watch that shit. Um, but all right, guys, thank you again for joining us on the 10th Inning Gaming Pad, pad, pad podcast. And uh <laughs> We will talk to you guys next month. We'll come up with a new topic for you guys. So again, thank you guys so much. You guys have a good one. Peace.